Sponsored by State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Insel, here to help life go right. Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home, helping families since 1880. First Bank, serving Murfreesboro and Rutherford County. Parks Auction Company, committed to auction excellence. Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living. Greg Hall at City Auto Sales. And the Blue Raider Insider Report is sponsored by Mike Tanzel and My Team Insurance, Steve Rucker with RAI Advisors, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Let's get it started in here. We've got your local sports fix. It's all sports talk on News Radio WGNS. Good afternoon. Welcome to All Sports Talk, a Tuesday edition. Chilly one in the borough, but warmer today than it was yesterday, that's for sure. Hope everybody had a good weekend, getting your Christmas shopping done and all that good stuff. Larry Woody, longtime sports writer, author, and columnist joining us today. Larry, uh, you staying hunkered down? Yeah, just hunkered by the fireplace, Monty, like, like most sensible people my age. All righty. Well, let's let's just jump into a few topics today. Uh, let's start with college football. Um, obviously, some change has been made uh, locally. Vanderbilt, uh, they're going to be going with Clark Lee, former player, defensive coordinator at Notre Dame. I know they're, the AD, when she announced that Mason was leaving, said that uh, there was proof that they had a serious commitment to football. I don't know if that's lip service, but – just your thoughts about making a move in a pandemic year, or should that even matter? No, I don't think it matters, uh, Monty, pandemic or not. I think Vanderbilt had, had reached such a state that they had to they had to make a coaching change, if nothing else, just to to, to let people know that they they still realize they did have a football program. Uh, you know, it was it had to be a change had to be made. Some, and I'm I'm not sure. Monty, it's going to make a difference on down the road, but I do think that you know it, the, the the program had reached such a state that they just couldn't ignore it any longer. They had to make a change, and that's not necessarily a, a knock on Derek Mason. I didn't think he did a particularly good job coaching or a good job recruiting, but man, that's a, I, I haven't walked in those those shoes. I just covered it from the outside, but it's it's the toughest major college job in the country. And uh, Lee has good credentials, and one thing he's got going for him, Monty, he he, he grew up here, went to NBA, grew up in Nashville, even had a cup of coffee at Vanderbilt at one point. So he he sort of uh, he he understands, I think, kind of what he's getting into. But now I remember Monty, we said the same thing about Watson Brown. You know, grew up in Cookville, followed Vanderbilt, played there. He he knew what the situation was when he came to Vanderbilt, and in five years he averaged winning two games a year. So even even knowing what you're getting into, uh, that that's not going to help, I'm afraid. But there's always you know, the sun comes up in the morning. There's always hope. So hopefully, uh, Lee can succeed where others have failed. But man, it's uh, it's always been tough, and I think it gets tougher every year. Yeah, and you know Vanderbilt first time ever with a winless season. Uh, their game at 
uh, Georgia canceled. And uh, let's face it, this year, too, though, I will will say there were many games. They barely had enough scholarship players to play. And when you're facing the likes of the teams they are, it, you're already behind the eight ball, so to speak, and that, that doesn't help the cause any. No, it did that, that. You know, like I say, a bad situation just turned into a disaster. But uh, I, I guess maybe you could say they caught a break. They didn't have to play one more game uh, and, and endure one more just absolute thrashing, which they were in for if they had played uh, Georgia. I kind of feel for Georgia, though, uh, that they needed that win or would have enjoyed that win, you know, let the, the kids go out on a high note. But you can't, uh, can't fault Vandy for not playing. If the doctors say don't play, they can't play. It's just... But it's a it's a season that I know uh, probably everybody that that's associated with Vanderbilt and 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 is fond of Vanderbilt I think they're they're thankful that it's that it's over and again you know get through the winter and start spring practice and you know maybe maybe a, a change will, will you know inspire some hopes you know fresh you know fresh faces fresh approaches uh, but uh, I, I'm not convinced Vandy. I've, uh, uh, Monty, I've seen Vandy turn so many corners <laughs> over the years. I'm I'm, I'm kind of dizzy. And the bottom line, nothing's changed. Uh, Vanderbilt is a small, uh, academically elite, private university trying to, to swim in a, a an ocean full of, of sharks with with big state schools with different academic philosophies. And no, nothing has changed from that standpoint. So I'm not I'm not convinced anything will change on the football field either. But I could be wrong. Yeah, and you know, when look, uh, signing days, what, Wednesday through Friday, uh, this first wave of it. So um, probably behind there from recruiting in some. Um, I know that the AD, she has called all their recruits and said, we're still with you. We hope you're with us. And I heard um, another show Young man C.J. Taylor, the Mr. Football Award winner from um, McMinnville, who was the region player of the year, uh, and they played in the Rutherford County region. So uh, it tells you how good he is because there's a lot of great players here in Rutherford County. And he said he was sticking with the Commodores. And uh, so um, uh, I guess that's a positive in that regard, I think the other positive for Vanderbilt this year, I think we've talked about this before, um, you know, I don't know how many freshmen and young players they played. I'm sure quite a few, but, you know, their quarterback was a freshman, and uh, because of the pandemic, they're giving everybody a year back. He's going to be a freshman again next year, and I thought he did some pretty good things at times during the year. I thought he did a really good job, Monty, considering you know what he had to work with. You know, it's a, a you know a freshman and and you know again just not not surrounded by much of a cast through no fault of their own. They're just you know it's not complicated. Vandy just doesn't have the talent that the the other SEC teams have. But uh, you know you got to commend those kids for sticking with it. And like I've said before, Monty, no no players in the SEC work harder and try harder than those uh, players at Vanderbilt. You know, they realize how far behind they are, and they have to they have to work a lot harder just to, to tread water and keep up. But having said that, I'm, I'm still not convinced there's much hope. I will say this about the new coach, Monty Lee. I'm, I'm, I'm a little puzzled why he couldn't find an hour to hop on a private plane and, and, and fly to Nashville and hold a press conference and try to boost everybody, the fan spirits, 
And, you know, that's not going to disrupt Notre Dame's plans and preparations to, to have an assistant go out of town for three or four hours. Uh, I, I was a little disappointed in that. I thought he could have sent a, a better message of saying, I don't have time to fool with you right now. I'll get I'll get to it when I can. Uh, you know, nobody expects him to, to load up and leave and, and leave Notre Dame while they're preparing probably for the playoffs. But, again, you can hop on a plane and be there in an hour or less. And I, I, I thought I, I was a little uncomfortable with that, that he couldn't couldn't spare an hour or two out of his schedule to come in and at least address the boosters. And, the, and like you said, the, the kids who are sticking with them, uh, it would have been a symbolic thing, obviously, but, but, but symbolism counts. And uh, I didn't think that was a very good message for him to, to send right out of the box. You're listening to All Sports Talk. We're joined today by a longtime sports writer, author and columnist Larry Woody. We will take a break and be right back. At McCabe Vision Center, we have added a full cosmetic line to the services that we provide. Dr. Craig McCabe. We provide laser treatments to get rid of those little brown splotches, surface blood vessels, as well as fine lines and wrinkles. McCabe Vision Center. Make yourself look 10 years younger. Call McCabe Vision Center. On Heritage Park Drive, behind SunTrust Bank. As the Christmas season is approaching, there are many parties out there and glass-minute gifts, and Demas is here to be able to help you along with all those things. Hi, this is Peter Demas with Demas's Restaurants. One of the things that we have to offer is obviously our gift cards, and the gift cards come in any denomination. We have our seasonings that makes a perfect gift. We have Demas's classic T-shirts. Demas's also now has catering to be able to serve you and to be able to take care of you. Any of this information is available online, www.demasrestaurants.com. Buying a quality pre-owned vehicle from City Auto is the smartest car buying decision you can make. Hear what our customers have to say. Here at City Auto, the experience was great. We were in and out. You're not going to be hassled. They come in, they gave me a price. Greg Hall at City Auto Sales. City Auto is our largest inventory lot right there. We have financing. So come by and see us or just check them out there on the website, cityauto.com. Check out all of those vehicles. City Auto, the Hosa Auto Mall. Shop where the dealers shop. Your ride, your stuff. You live with them together. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris. It's smart to protect them together to help life go right. Give me a call at 615-893-1417. And let me help you save by combining your auto and renters. Your home, your auto, together, they're where life happens. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris. It's smart to protect them together. Give me a call at 615-893-1417. And let me help you save by combining your home and auto. I'm Larry Magid with the Connect Safely Report. Regular users of Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, YouTube, and other social media networks know all about influencers, people who have so many followers that companies are often willing to pay them money to promote products or services. They're supposed to disclose compensation, but not all do. As a social media user, you should know that not every recommendation you see from an influencer is necessarily coming from a sincere belief in that product. But some influencers may not have as much influence as it seems. CNET reports that scammers are using bots to create fake accounts and are charging some so-called influencers for fake engagements that inflate their apparent value to advertisers. 
Bottom line, while it's nice to know the opinion of people you respect, take what you read from social media influencers with a grain of salt and do some homework before following their advice. With the Connect Safely Report, I'm Larry Magid for CBS News. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. This portion brought to you by First Bank, where the bank remains true to its ideals since founded in 1906. That's First Bank. Longtime sports writer Larry Woody join us. And um, Larry, moving on around in the SEC, of course, um, you know, South Carolina did its change. Um, I guess probably the, uh, the, I don't know necessarily the biggest surprise, the biggest news, though, uh, Marshall, I mean, um, Marshall, um, Auburn, Auburn, yeah, uh, Auburn gets rid of um, Gus Malzahn, who had some success, but his postseason success wasn't very good, and um, I guess uh, they grew tired of him, and they're paying him twenty-one million dollars uh, not to coach, and you know, you, you talk about you know how fiscally responsible all these teams are going to be, are being these. Um, athletic directors and presidents. At the same time, you know, there's the other um, the the devil's advocate will say, uh, well, due to their uh, many boosters they rely on, maybe they can't af- can't afford not to make changes. Even though we are in kind of not kind of we are in troubled times. Yeah, I know it, Marty. I, I'm really I'm really concerned and, and aggravated. Uh, by, by these big salaries that the schools keep keep handing out to these coaches, twenty one million dollars for the for the privilege of not having to work anymore, uh, and and let, let's not kid ourselves. The taxpayers foot the bill. I know the boosters funnel some money into the athletic department, and so forth. But basically, the athletic departments are are supported by the universities, which are supported by the taxpayers. Uh, not Vanderbilt; it's a private school, but all the other schools are. And the taxpayers have to put a big a big chunk of that bill, and somebody has to come up with that twenty twenty one million bucks. It's not going to just shake out of a money tree somewhere. And uh, and the same way with UT, you know, they, they almost <laughs> seem like every week there's a new buyout announced for a few million here, a few million there. And uh, and the, the, again, the taxpayers once the once the uh, the school starts running low on funds, then they go to the state legislature for more money, and the legislature. Uh, we, we know where their money comes from. It comes from you and me. So as a taxpayer, I'm really, really uh, aggravated at the, at the system that that we've allowed our politicians to, to be sucked into. Well, and it was also announced last week that the new TV deal uh, with CBS, or I think you, normally they get around $45 million, they're going to get up towards $60 million a year now. So. Yeah, um, yeah. That, obviously, that that helps, and 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 a lot of lot of athletic departments are are basically self supporting up to a, a point, but they still they, they couldn't survive without the university support, and the universities couldn't survive with the ta- without the taxpayer support. So, no, I'm all for the for the for the athletic departments being as self supporting as they can. But man, through these hard times when they're they're not playing, there's no fans, there's no there's no no revenue coming in, and yet it's still going out. It's uh, the 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 pinch is going to be particularly particularly rough in the next year or two. 
Well, another coaching move announced this week. Um, Butch Jones going to Arkansas State, where it's just had a pretty good program over the last four years. I think they've been to bowl games about six out of seven, seven out of eight years under Blake Anderson. Um, um, so uh, Butch back in the game, maybe he's more suited at a school uh, uh, like an Arkansas State or a Central Michigan one where he was – at before yeah maybe that's his niche and again he's under no pressure financially because ut has got him set for life so so he's he's he can coach as a hobby if he wants to uh, thanks to to the tennessee's generosity but uh, good for butch he's you know a relatively young guy obviously likes likes to coach likes 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 to be in the game and you're right about arkansas state you know they've got some credentials for a for a smaller you know, smaller program, so it'll be interesting to see how he does that. He'll probably succeed on that level. I, I thought he was over his head at, at UT at a big-time program like UT, as as the current coach is, in, in my opinion. But uh, but but good for him. I'm I'm happy for him. He he, he took the money and ran. And uh, and I guess if if, if my former employer uh, Monty had offered me that kind of buyout when it was time to to me to ease me overboard, I I would have probably taken it too. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, um, and then you look at Tennessee. Uh, of course, they did close the year out with a win. I want to three and six, whatever it was. Not a good year. Um, and, you know, next year, that's a big year for Jeremy Pruitt. I don't think they'll uh, – I don't think they can handle another year like that. And I don't know if, if they've got the talent or not. Or if they're not developing the talent, um, their classes have looked good on paper, but on turf, uh, not so good. Yeah, that's good. Uh, that's a, a, a point I keep hearing UT fans making, Monty. They look good and get, getting off the bus, and they look good with the credentials, you know, five, four stars, five stars, how many stars you want to stick on. But when they get there, they just kind of kind of wander off into a fog, and you don't hear much from them. Uh, when when it's time to suit up and play, so I don't know. I'm frankly, Monty, I'm a little surprised that that Pruitt is getting another year. Uh, to you know, to be honest, that third year is supposed to be the big year, the big turnaround. We saw what happened at Florida, well up to the last game anyway, and, and after three years. But uh, man, I, I don't see any any progress at, at UT, frankly. And in, in some ways, I, I, I see see some some backsliding. So I, I don't know. Again, I, I guess smarter people than me make those decisions. But uh, you know, uh, again, I, I, I wonder about these these big multi-million dollar long-term contracts that they they hand out these coaches. And uh, when frankly, I don't I don't see that they've done much to earn them. But again, like everything else, you know, you we'll wait and see. And, you know, hope for the best for for the sake of UT fans. They've 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 suffered a lot. I, I, I was thinking, Monty, the other day this. this the, the the travesty at UT has probably been tougher on on UT fans, particularly in, in uh, of my generation, than than what goes on at Vandy because Vandy had never been accustomed to much success, frankly, since back in the 40s, 50s, long in there when they rode trains to football games. But UT fans in in, my, in our lifetime were used to Tennessee, the big orange rolling out on the field and playing the best teams in the SEC in the country. And it wasn't a question of, you know, could Tennessee play with them? The question was, can can we beat them today? And now the question when they play a good team is, can we get out of this thing without getting too embarrassed? And so, you know, UT fans my age, uh, they, they still remember those glory days when UT was 
was king. UT football was king. And uh, we, we got a whole generation of fans who, who don't remember that. They they remember getting beat by Georgia State and stuff like that. So that's the difference. I th- in other words, Marty, I think you I think losing is harder on UT fans than Vandy fans is what I'm trying to say. You know, and you look at Jeremy Pruitt. I don't think he's. There's no doubt he's a a, a, a good football coach. I mean, he's he's had great defenses uh, wherever he's been. But sometimes somebody that's a good coordinator is not a, a great – it doesn't translate over to being the head guy. I'm not saying that's the case with him. I think he give him this next year and, and see what happens. But um, uh, some guys just aren't to, meant for that head role. To, to use a NASCAR analogy, Monty, you can be a great tire changer or a jack man but you might not be able to get in a car and drive it and win the race. So just because you're a good coordinator, that doesn't mean that you're going to be a good head coach. Now, I know everybody, most coaches start out as coordinators and work their way up, that kind of thing. But success in, in, in that area doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be able to handle everything that goes with being a head coach on and off the field. And you don't have to look any further than, than being hurt. Ben Hurt at MTSU. Ben was a great assistant before he went to middle. He was a great assistant after he left middle, but he never, he, Ben never got a handle on the head coach job. It was just, it was just, he, he, it involved things that he wasn't good at, and uh, no, no fault of Ben's. He's a, a, a great guy, one of the nicest guys I've ever been around, but he was not cut out to be a head coach at that particular time, and and it didn't work out. And I think we see other other coaches like that, and I. My buddy Watson Brown. Now it's tough to tough to put Watson in that category, category money because he he went to Vanderbilt. Mac, his his little brother Mac, tried to talk Watson out of it, but couldn't. Watson was convinced he could do it and was lured back to his alma mater by some big boosters. But but Watson, if he'd been at a, if if Watson had stayed with big programs, winning programs like Mac did, Watson could have been as good a head coach as Mac could. But he. You know his career kind of fizzled out on out on West End. Yeah, it really did, and you know, and it's tough. A lot of time, these guys go back home to where they played, and uh, you end up with a lot of bitter feelings when it's all said and done. It is, and again, Mac tried to warn. I've talked to Mac Brown numerous times about this. He's almost in tears. He begged Martin not to go to. Uh, he begged Watson not to go to Vanderbilt, that he couldn't he couldn't win there. And, of course, Mac, he took the other roads. He, he went to places where he did have a chance to win and ended up winning a national championship at Texas and now maybe win another one at North Carolina. That's a, he's got that program also going in a good direction. And a lot of people, uh, Monty, thought that Watson was probably the better coach of the two at, at the time. But Watson got in bad positions and Mac got in good positions. But, uh, again, it's... Uh, you know, you, you never know who's going to be a, a good head coach and who who can't handle it until you get in the in the ring, I guess. But I'm just not – I'm not sold on, on Pruitt. I haven't been – almost from day one, some of the things that were going on and some of the, 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 the sideline coaching and that kind of thing, preparation. I, I, I thought Tennessee was, wasn't very well prepared for, for teams they should have, should have beaten with any problem. But again, people smarter than me will make those decisions. But as a, I guess as a taxpayer, I, I kind of hate to see that money still gushing out up there. Well, tough year for Tennessee football all around. Um, Vanderbilt winless, 
MTSU three W's, UT three W's. Um, I think they're ready to see 2021 come along. It's been a been a rough year for everybody on on and off the, the football field. There'll be a there'll be a big celebration, Monty, when that that ball drops on New Year's Eve. <laughs> I don't I don't know if it'll be a celebration or a sigh of relief, but thank goodness it'll it'll be over. And I believe I know I've said this all along, Monty. I, I think we're going to turn the corner on the on the pandemic with the, the vaccine. If the vaccine is as good as advertised, I, I think next year is going to be. I, I, I think we're going to make it. You're listening to All Sports Talk. Joined today by Larry Woody, longtime sports writer, author, and columnist. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back, and um, Chip Walters will join us with the Blue Raider Insider Report. When news breaks, when traffic's horrendous, when the weather's bad, be the first to get the news, traffic, and weather you want with a text alert from News Radio WGNS. Free text alert. Sign up online at WGNSRadio.com. Good afternoon. It's just busy out here up and down sections of Middle Tennessee Boulevard. Heavy traffic continues to flow now on 24 East over from Davidson County back into Rutherford. Just normal stopping of delays out here on 231 headed back out to Shelbyville. Hey, to cater your next holiday party coming up, call Princess Hot Chicken or simply go online at princesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. If you're not waking up to the Wake Up Crew, here's what you've been missing. You can only get that on the Wake Up Crew, right? Yes. (laughs) No one else is talking about it at all. Don't miss the Wake Up Crew with John, Brian, and Dalton. Parks Auction. We handle everything. You have a staff that comes to your home. They tell you what to do. They walk you through it. It's been my experience that what I thought I should get for my home, I got much more for it. Visit our website at parksauction.com. Parks Auction, 896-4600. Stan Vaught and the Parks Auction team are proud supporters of local high school and MTSU sports. Every team knows which play can be a winning move. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Womack, here to help life go right by combining your home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-890-0850. It's a winning move that saves you time and money. Your ride, your stuff. You live with them together. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Womack. It's smart to protect them together to help life go right. Give me a call at 615 890 0850 and let me help you save by combining your auto and renters. It's time. Show your true blue. Blue Raiders. It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters. Sponsored by Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance, Steve Rucker and RAI Advisors, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Go Blue Raiders. You're listening to the flagship station for Blue Raiders sports. On 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Middle Tennessee. Layup, bench, cold. Middle Tennessee football, basketball, and baseball. Yeah, we got them. You're listening to the flagship station for Blue Raider athletics. I'm Chip Walters. Hear the games here on News Radio WGNS. Middle Tennessee win. Raiders win the championship. Your source for the Big Blue and the Borough. News Radio WGNS. 
All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSradio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. It's time for the Blue Raider Inside Report with Chip Walters, play-by-play voice of the Blue Raiders. Chip, what's up today? Well, good afternoon, everybody, and we're about 26 hours away from the most high-profile game on the Blue Raider basketball schedule this year. Middle Tennessee will be hosting Ole Miss tomorrow night at the Murphy Center, game time, 7 o'clock. It will be televised on the CBS Sports Network, but of course you can hear it all right here on the Blue Raider Network. It will be uh, Ole Miss uh, with Coach Kermit Davis making his first return to Murphy Center. He, win case, Ronnie Hamilton, all still together on that staff at Ole Miss. It'll be the first time since uh, Kermit's uh, leaving for Ole Miss that the uh, Rebels will be coming in to Murphy Center. Last night, Ole Miss got a win over Central Arkansas 68-54 and uh, to run their record to 3-0. Ole Miss has had some problems with COVID-19. Coach Davis came down with it. Then they shut the program down. So uh, they were without basketball for about 21 days and uh, are are just getting back into it. They uh, played on Saturday, got a win there, uh, and uh, that was against Jackson State. Then came back and defeated uh, North Carolina Wilmington 78-58, and then Central Arkansas last night. They will be heading to Dayton for a game on Saturday. For Middle Tennessee, the Blue Raiders got a really good performance against Covenant College following a 10-point loss to Chattanooga. The uh, Blue Raiders looking for consistency. They have been up, they have been down, and uh, right now they're on an uptick after the win over Covenant. So the uh, Coach Nick McDevitt and his crew will be uh, taking the floor tomorrow night. Again, no fans will be allowed into the gym due to COVID-19 restrictions. The uh, athletic department, however, is hosting a virtual ticket sellout benefiting the Blue Raider Athletic Association to help mitigate revenue shortfalls and unanticipated expenses related to the COVID-19 pandemic and reduced arena capacity restrictions. These virtual tickets are valued at $10 each and will be a donation to the Blue Raider Athletic Association. Fans are encouraged to purchase multiple tickets to help virtually pack Murphy Center to its full capacity of 11,520. Well, congratulations to uh, Anastasia Hayes. She was named the Conference USA Player of the Week after putting together two dynamic performances in which she averaged a double-double and nearly averaged a triple-double. And it comes on a week where the Lady Raiders had two losses. She averaged 27.5 points, 10 rebounds per game against Tulane and TCU. The Lady Raiders are back in action on Thursday night at home against the Troy Trojans looking for their first win of the season. All right, let's turn to football for a note here uh, to wind things up. Of course, tomorrow is the December signing period uh, beginning, and uh, don't look for schools across the country to sign big numbers. Middle Tennessee expected to sign somewhere between oh, four and eight players tomorrow. With all that has gone on in the COVID-19 pandemic, uh, players not getting to make visits to campus, 
coaches not being able to make visits to the high schools, everybody's kind of have a little wait-and-see attitude right now, and uh, everybody's going to be signing lower numbers during December and look for that February signing period to be much bigger. Another reason, so many players across the country are going into the transfer portal that uh, there will be a lot of uh, activity there as well. So be on the lookout for that. And here's a 2020 note that uh, you just can't uh, make it up. UTSA had been scheduled to play in the Frisco Bowl against SMU. SMU had to pull out because of COVID-19 problems on their team. UTSA will now play in the Serve Pro First Responder Bowl. Guess where that's played? That's right, on SMU's field on their campus. It's 2020. All right, folks, that's it for today. We'll have another update for you coming tomorrow. All right, Chip, we appreciate you as always. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Remind everyone the Blue Raider Inside Report brought to each day by Wayne Blair and Rayborn Insurance, Steve Ruckert and RAI Advisors, and Mike Tanzel and my team insurance. We'll take a break and be right back. Hi there, Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamont Associates. You might know me as the voice of the Blue Raiders, but I want to be your realtor. 2020 appears to be another dynamic year in real estate, and if you've been in your home for a while, you might be surprised what it's gained in value. Get in touch with me, and we'll set up an absolutely free, no-obligation real estate review for you. Go to my website, choosechip.net, or give me a call, 615-542-1915. I'm Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb & Associates. The next time you buy a cart full of groceries, make a car payment, or write that big mortgage check, ask yourself, what would my family do if I wasn't there to buy those groceries, make that payment, or write that check? If you didn't like the answer, ask me about life insurance and start getting some answers that you will like. Welcome to that place where doing it for them meets doing it today. Get started by contacting me, State Farm Agent Deb Insel, at 931-684-5274. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. Joined today by Larry Woody, longtime sports writer, author, and columnist. Uh, yesterday, uh, Larry, a friend of ours, Jim Simpson, he he is a little he's pretty active in social media. Put a thing up, um, an old picture of um, Dean Hayes uh, celebrating his birthday yesterday. He didn't say how many years he's been there, but he's been in MTSU fifty-five years as the um, head coach. And, you know, I'm trying to think of any sport anybody's coached that long at the same I, I place. I wouldn't think so, Monty, particularly at that one school, you know, that yeah. like, like Dean had. And, and the only thing, Dean is, is one of the countries, the world's best track coaches, but he's even a better person. He, he's he's just a super, super guy. He's one of our regular lunch crowds, and we still get together on, on Simpson's patio once in a while during the pandemic. And you talk about a, a super guy, uh, it, it's, it's Dean. There's no, no, no nobody better. And uh, and what a job he's done for MTSU for with, with the with the track program there. So every every accolade he gets, he's 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 deserved. He, he's earned it. And you know he and 
Dean's knowledge of athletics doesn't stop with track and field. I mean, he has a good overall grasp of what it's like and what it takes to run an athletic department. I'm not saying he'd ever want to be a sharp. He would never want to be an AD. I don't think that's down his his alley, but he knows he's got a lot of wisdom. Yeah, he he could. He'd have made it. I didn't had had never thought about it. Frankly, I'm on it to you. Just now, mentioned. I think Dean would have made a great AD because he is really intelligent, uh, and uh, and and as you say, his his knowledge is not confined to to track and field. He he knows he knows everything about sports. In fact, the last MTSU football game I, I attended, I sat by Dean and his wife up in the stands. We uh, Simpson had got us some 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 free freebie tickets, I guess. <laughs> and anyway, I, I sat with Dean. But he's a he's a knowledgeable uh, sports person, not not you know well beyond track. But again, when I think of Dean Hayes, I, I don't I don't think of of a super track coach, you know, Olympic caliber track coach. I think about one of the nicest guys I've ever known, and that's that that's Dean. Yeah, and again, um, happy belated birthday uh, to Coach Hayes. Fifty-five years. Uh, always when we leave our lunches, Monty, I remind Dean to keep an eye on the rest of the crowd. He, and sometimes he might be the only seen, <laughs> the only seen voice in, a, in our little group. <laughs> <laughs> you might have a point there. All righty, let's move on here. Um, we'll let you know uh, MTSU women's basketball back in action Thursday. At home against Troy, they play Lipscomb at home Sunday. Uh, no fans for these games, uh, not until conference play. MTSU's men uh, play Saturday at Bellarmine. And um, I think they've got a, a turnaround game with them, much like they're going to be doing in their conference. Uh, speaking of basketball, um, Larry, it's kind of got shut down here locally uh, with high schools, at least through this week. Uh, I think they will be holding some tournaments just because of uh, the COVID issues. The uh, cases have spiked. And, um, you know, uh, some play, some people are getting a lot of games in. Some people aren't. Yeah, uh, and like we said before, Monty, my, my concern about playing would be greater with basketball than it was with football because at least with football you're outdoors as opposed to being confined indoors in an arena, a gym, or whatever you know, kind of packed in. So it seemed to me that the COVID concerns would be much greater than with with basketball for the, those obvious reasons. And I, I think I saw Patino, Rick Patino, had had suggested just close the season down, you know, and, and, and just halt everything until we get the pandemic under control. And maybe, you know, might be mid-season, might be late season, might be no season. But that was sort of, that was Patino's suggestion, just call it off till we, you know, till we see what's going to happen. And maybe that's not a bad idea. Again, this is not something, I know, Monty, my position has been I try to lead my life as normal as I can as through all this. We, I still have, you know, lunch and, and breakfast with friends now and then, but. I didn't have a, a whole lot of socializing anyway, so I, I hadn't had to make a lot of sacrifices. But the the, the point I'm trying to, to read, it, it's serious. You know, when you got almost 300,000 people, you know, dead, it, it's it's something we have to take seriously. So I, I don't trivialize it. I, I, I think we've got to lead our lives as much as normally as we can, and I, I'm opposed to shutting down the country. We can't do that. Uh, but but with athletics, it's something we can live live without for a while. 
it's an inconvenience. It's a you know, it's not life life and death. So it might be a good idea just to hold off on basketball on all levels, high school, college, and, and until we we get it under control, and then then go from there. But like I said, going back to it, it what a relief it's going to be when 2020 is finally over. Yeah, I do know the um, Division Two um, Central Intercollegiate Athletic Association has canceled its men's and women's basketball seasons. So yeah, and I think we could see more of that if the if the flare up continues. It's just it's something we can't trifle with. And I know the argument is that well, these are, are healthy young people. They're they're way down on the list of uh, on the uh, of, of risk. But uh, even any any risk might be too much. And again, without the fans there, it's just so you know. It's just it's you know surreal or so. It just doesn't seem like 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 basketball if you don't have any fans in the arena. And yeah. uh, so again, I don't know, but. Once again, as I've said two or three times, smarter people than me will will figure this out. But uh, I, I do have more concerns about basketball than I did about football. It was a horrific thing uh, the other night when a young man from Florida just collapsed coming out of the timeout, and he had to be put in a medically induced coma. Uh, so uh, we hope that young man uh, makes a quick recovery. It was kind of scary. He just kind of started losing his balance and just fell flat on his face and it and eerily kind of reminded me of the Hank Gather situation, you know, years ago at Loyola Marymount. Yeah. And and I never did hear Monty what what if they had diagnosed what the problem was, what the situation was. I get they they kept you know, talking about the, the, the incident and that like you said, you know, critical condition, that kind of thing. But I, I still don't know what uh, you know, what caused it. No, I don't either. And um I know they were going to put him in that coma, and I don't know if he's been brought out of it or not. But um, hopefully that young man will will be okay. All right, you're listening to All Sports. As, as, as some, somebody once said, we, we know not the day nor the hour, so I guess that applies to healthy young athletes just like, like everybody else. <laughs> you're right on that account. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a final break here, and we'll be right back. For that too, you can listen to us anywhere, on air and on demand. We're News Radio WGNS. Good afternoon. It's just busy out here up and down sections of Middle Tennessee Boulevard. Heavy traffic continues to flow now on 24 East over from Davidson County back into Rutherford. Just normal stopping all delays out here on 231 headed back out to Shelbyville. Hey, to cater your next holiday party coming up, call Princess Hot Chicken or simply go online at princesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. We do it your way at Pizza. When consistency is your set standard, the reward is loyalty. Sir Pizza would like to thank their loyal Murfreesboro customers for their continued support. Hello there, this is Lenny Farmer once again for Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home and Cremation Services. Moms and dads, I have something you need to know about your kids. They won't bring up the issue of funeral plans because they feel it will make you uncomfortable and consider it your business. Although they might hope you would take care of these sensitive issues on their behalf, they'll leave that up to you. So, what do you say? Can we talk? 
call me at 615-893-2422. Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home and Cremation Services. At Creekside Assisted Living of Murfreesboro, we provide excellence in service while maintaining the dignity of our residents in a home-like atmosphere. Come see our new community, which includes bistros, salons, a library, and spacious activity areas. A kind, friendly, and well-trained staff can help residents with the daily activities of life. Locally owned by Blue Raider alumni Tim Keach and Kent Ayer, find out more about Creekside Assisted Living, 895-3002, or online at www.creeksideassistedliving.com. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. Joined today by Larry Woody, longtime sports writer, author, and columnist. Uh, this portion of the show brought to you by First Bank. Locations in the borough, Woodbury, Nashville, and 46 others across the state. That's First Bank. All right, the Titans, Larry, um, had a stinker against Cleveland. Did come back, make it close. Uh, did bounce back. Um, Derrick Henry, I know you were high on Henry when they drafted him originally. Um, 215 yards, and it's not out of the realm of possibilities. Three games left, 468 yards to hit the magic number of 2,000. Yeah, he's, he, he gets better and better. Monty, and, and, and a disclaimer, disclosure, I guess, I, I was high on Henry at Alabama, and I thought the Titans had really, really found a jewel when they, they drafted him. Having said that, I was disappointed in his first season or so. It seemed like he, he just wasn't, I don't know, like his heart wasn't in it or something. Like he's kind of going through the motions. But the, suddenly, from starting last season, about midway last season, he started playing football like I had thought Derrick Henry could play football. And, man, it, 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 it's like in a game, Monty. He, he seems to keep pick up speed as the game goes on. He gets, he gets better and better as the game goes on. A lot of players, particularly running backs, uh, start start wearing down with all that pounding, but uh, he he seems to get better and better as as he goes on. Now I know he's had a couple of fumbles a couple of weeks ago, and that that's kind of stuff. He he's human, but man, he is a he's he is a heck of a human. He could he could play on my football team, and I think he's you're right, Marty. I think he's rushing his way into NFL history. He's 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 had a great year last year, led the league in rushing, of course. As one of the best best running backs, in my opinion, the best running back all purpose in in uh, in the NFL this year, and uh, you know, and as I say, he's just now hitting his 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 prime, his stride. So but there's no telling how how good he can be. But uh, he, he's playing football the way I thought he would play football when when uh, when the Titans drafted him. Titans are nine and four after uh, Sunday's thirty-one ten win over the Jaguars, and um. You know, defensively, they are what they are. They had a good game um, that game. They had a pretty good game against Baltimore. They had a terrible game against Cleveland. So, uh, they're kind of one of them teams you just don't know. Uh, you think they're they're a pretty good team, but uh, they've got some flaws, too. Yeah, they do. They're not uh, – uh, particularly on defense, Monty. And, again, they make some great goal line stands and make some, some great plays defensively. Uh, but overall, uh, they still have some, as you say, flaws. But uh, I, I think they'll make the playoffs. And if, if and once they get in, then you know, who, who knows? They could win it all. Once you get in, you just need three or four good games and, and 
bring bring your A game every game, and uh, you know they could they could be Super Bowl bound. But uh, I guess we better get by the, the the next game first before we go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, they still got what uh, got the Lions this week at home. It seems like they play better on the road, with the exception of um, the Cincinnati game, and then they've got uh, Green Bay and um, and Houston. So uh, still got. Haven't won the division yet because the Colts won't lose either. I, I think this weekend will be another walk, walkover, and then Green Bay. They'll—I I figure they'll lose that, and I think they'll beat Houston. Houston's improved a little, but I still think they'll—they'll they'll win two of the next three, and that—that that should get them in. We'll, but we'll see. It's you know, a lot, lot of football still to play, and you never know with a with two or three key players. You know, you're one one sprained ankle away from from disaster. But we also ought to, ought to mention uh, uh, what's the, the receiver's name? Brown. Uh, uh, it, yes, AJ Brown. AJ. I've, I've gone started to compliment him and gone blank from from Ole Miss. I, I was high on him when he played at Ole Miss. And you talk about a, a heck of a football player. And I know he's dropped a couple of open balls and that kind of thing. But as far as somebody who could make a hard catch when somebody when they need to catch, and then then. Run with the ball after he gets gets the ball. I don't know if there's anybody better in the league than him. Yeah, hey, that one-handed catch he had was outstanding. And you know, Corey Davis in a contract year, he's had a heck of a year. You know, at receiver, uh, at receiver. Yeah, that, that, yeah, the Titans have got talent. They they have got some talent. Now they've got a few few weak weak links in the in the chain too. But but talent wise, they've got they've got a lot of players who can who can who are as good as any in the league. I think it's been pretty amazing what they've been able to do with the, all the players they've lost on their offensive line, and it has still been able to generate uh, that solid running game. Yeah, the offensive line's played great. They, they open holes for, for Henry. Not that he needs a, a really big hole. He can open his own holes, but, but they've done a good job with the running game. I think they've done a good job with, with pass blocking, pass protection for the most part. Now, once in a while, they have a letdown. But for the most part, the, the offensive line, I think, has played really well. And, and particularly, like you say, when it's sort of a makeshift line, too, with some, you know, a, a key player or two not in there, I, I think the line has done really well. All right, Larry, good to catch up with you as always, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Hopefully there, there are better times ahead, Monty. All right, thanks, Larry. All righty. Larry Woody, join us today. Appreciate him joining our show a lot. Some games this week, um, conference championship games. You got UAB at Marshall, Oregon at USC. That was supposed to be Washington. They can't play. Oklahoma, Ohio State. Ohio State, Northwestern, Louisiana, Coastal Carolina, Clemson, Notre Dame, Clemson, 10.5-point favorite, Tulsa at Cincinnati, and, of course, Alabama and Florida. And what about Florida last week? Getting beat at home by LSU, who was a 23-point underdog. Young man kicks a 57-yard field goal. All righty, that's going to do it for today's show. Everybody have a great rest of the day. Andy Herzer joins me tomorrow. We'll talk to you then. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS has been brought to you by State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Ensel, Chip Walters, with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates.
First Bank, Mike Tansel with My Team Insurance, Parks Auction Company, Greg Hall with City Auto Sales, Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living, Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors, Jennings and Ayers Funeral Hall, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance.